Welcome to this week's edition of Tuesdays with Torah with Rabbi Mayor Bodner. Every week we'll explore some Torah values that will help us grow, understand, and be more successful in our lives and relationships. We try to hone in on subjects and ideas that are not readily known or available and explore and enlighten them through our Torah scholars of past and present to get a better understanding of what the Torah wants from us and how we can greatly enhance our lives, goals, and relationships with others and Hashem. We welcome your comments and suggestions and we'll try to incorporate them in our show. Here's Rabbi Bodner. Hope you enjoy. Perfect. Shalom Aleichem. Welcome everybody to Tuesdays with Torah on a very stormy, rainy night. So, for coming. Actually, it was a beautiful, beautiful day today, so uh, we can't complain. Um, and trust me, in the nine days, it's going to be even nicer and hotter. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have any, any Nisyanis if, if it wouldn't be, right? If, it's, if, the nine, if the nine days comes during... During the winter, and we say no swimming in the nine days, then, you know, and I mean, that's not in the science, so. Um, okay, but let's talk a little bit about what Gullus, there's no coincidence that the Peleoids that we're holding on is after we did Gimel for Gula, it goes in alphabetical order, or alphabet's Gimel order, and it's up to Gullus, which is also very, very, which is also, it's very apropos to what we're, we're in. We're in the three weeks, very nearing on Rosh Chodesh um, of coming to Shabbos, which is the start of the nine days, and, and um, we are. It's it's not a it's not a coincidence that this is where we're exactly up to. Like it's not a coincidence that Daf Yomi is talking about uh, being mefakeh sagal. It's talking about a building and taking off. Taking off, uh, you know, heaps of a building that collapsed, and what we're allowed to, and what we're not allowed to, and uh, taking, you know, the if we find dead on the top floors, we're still allowed to continue. Just it's not a not a coincidence. Okay. So the Peleoids talks about. I'm going to tell you some amazing things from the Peleoids. The Peleoids talks about a different kind of gullus, and this is basically he says as follows. He says that we're all living in Golis. Now there is a certain very, very big schos of doing Golis because the Golis is being machaper. It's machaper on Avinus. So, um, he talks about where we want to live. He says it's preferable to live in a city get this for the unmarried guys. Uh, maybe not everybody, but it's, it's for most people. If it's, a, it's preferable to live in, a, in the city or near the city that your parents uh, come from, or your in-laws come from. That's Sorry, what he yeah. says. Sorry. Yeah. Like uh, there, are, there are exceptions. He says, Toronto... No, he doesn't say that. Or obviously... Oh, he talks about that, right? He talks about where, where is good to live. Obviously, if you have business or if there's other uh, extenuating circumstances... It's not, but or if you have dysfunctional uh, family, he doesn't say that either. But I'm sure that's what he meant. Um, but we all, you know, we, we're all dysfunctional in one one form or another. Yes or no? All right, raise raise your hand. Okay. Um, so that's what he says. He says, <coughs> if you can't, you should move to a city which has Torah. And it's very, very important to send your children. We're not up to that yet, but we will be. Anybody out there listening from Tyre anytime? It is. Here is the Makar, and I'm glad to do this after spending a lot of money on a lot of kids, sending them to Eretz Yisrael, to Peleoites. 
It's uh, Mem Zayin. You can look it up yourself. It is. It says that it's very important to send your children to Eretz Yisrael because it's it's number one. It has a special kedusha of Eretz Yisrael to learn. He says to learn girls, boys, whatever. Um, because that's kedusha, and they learn to grow up themselves. But that's only temporary, not a per- permanent. They come, move back. You move back to your your parents. Um, what about the Shana thing? China is great. That's that's temporary. That's uh, yeah. That's uh, that's a, no, a very expensive vacation on us on us parents. Yes. Uh, what? Yeah. Okay. No one offered to send me either, and I really wanted to go. So uh, that's that's life. Okay. So um, Lamaisa, what happened was he says as follows. This is another big kiddush. If you going on a trip. Okay, so, so again, he explains that Golos is a big kapara on Golos. Remember you read stories about Rebus that would go and self-impose Golos? There was a special, special school and a special um, gol- a thing for Golos. He says we could be Mekayim the Golos <coughs> by, by, first of all, understanding that we are in Golos. This is not utopic uh, uh, living. It's temporary. And also, if we go on a trip that we have to go on. You know, speak to the travelers, not the people that go, you know, once in a while, they have an like, opportunity. Oh, can I do business in uh, Miami, you know? Um, so, but the people have to go on to, to Wichita, Kansas, and I'm not saying anything bad about Wichita, Kansas, anybody that's watching out there. But if they have to go to an unfamous city, right, then nobody wants to go. It's hard to travel. When you do travel, if you have to travel, you should say before you go, Hareini amakayim golus alpi on me. Why? Because golus is mechaper al avinus. So perhaps that's the idea of sukkus. We have everything during yamanaraim, and then we go through the whole yamanaraim, and then we go to sukkus. What happened? We just we're we're tzaddik. What do we need sukkus? Perhaps it's because we did everything. We did shuvah. We didn't do we didn't do golus. We didn't do golus. So now after the thing, we do our last thing. And we go on the sukkah, it's our sort of form of gullus, and we're, uh, and we're being machapra in that, perhaps. Okay, so um, it's, it's very, very important when you move homes, he says. Even though you're moving from a little apartment to a, a great, nice Baruch Hashem, your, your biggest simcha is buying your first house, right? And guys, <coughs> whatever anybody tells you, all that, if you, over your life, if you buy many houses, the biggest simcha is that first starter home, home that's falling in, that needs that. Uh, that's a start. That's the biggest simcha because you're able to do it. You know everything else, Bet Hashem, you could do, but that first house. So you're moving. You're getting out of your apartment. You're moving to your house. That's still gullus. It's still rough. Go, go to the mover and try. Uh, especially, you know, like some people are cheap and get their own trucks. <clears throat> right. Um, I'm talking to myself. Uh, <laughs> so, n- not all, not all. The first house, the first, uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, probably Chaim was there helping me um, move. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so um, you say before you move, Hareini al You, I'm accepting upon myself this golos, and I should be mechaper on all your averes. There was a rebbe that was in uh, Miami. He was sitting under, you know, a lot of rebbes go there in the, in the winter. Their uh, winter, what's it called? Winter ch- snowbirds. Yes, thank you. Who said that? Labors, thank you. They're snowbirds, right? Snowbirds, that's they call them. 
They go in the winter to Miami, they come back when it's hot in the summer, they come back here. So anyway, one of these uh, rabbis was sitting, he was telling his Talmudim under the tree, he's, uh, and he's sipping a lemonade, an ice-cold lemonade, and he says, I want you to know, this is Gullus. And they're looking at the rabbi, <clears throat> okay. But he goes on to say, he says, but if you have to be in Gullus, this is the best place to be. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but, you know, it's true. You know, it's Yiddishkeit. It's such a beautiful um, <coughs> thing that we can, even when we kayim our Gullus in, in, in places that we're going to, it's such a, an, an amazing th- uh, thing that it's just worth becoming Jewish just for that. Um, he goes on to say, don't stay in a city that's not good for Jewish growth. Now, he starts very explaining very, very much European countries. He's going on to explain how um, they have certain rules, they don't let certain prayers, they don't let certain... Uh, it's not, it doesn't sound like America, it sounds like, like certain either communist com- countries or, 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 or yes, shchitas. So he's going through and it's like, basically, don't live in Europe, but we're not scot-free. Then he goes on to say, and don't live in the countries that have a riot that's open... The goyim have can go out as w- 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 dressed as or undressed as they wish, and he. So, like, I'm thinking, what are we supposed to do? But the truth is, there's nowhere really to go, right? No, back no. There's no. Back then it was. Yeah, you right. choose not to live in Long Beach, Yeah, right. Back to Canada. Yeah. Right, right, but but yeah, exactly. There were certain areas, exactly. So now we're stuck. The Pelayites. That that is some difference. Remember, I said there's no difference, but there is. There is some difference. Very, very different. The guy, exactly, Chaim, you're 100 percent right. As a matter of fact, I saw Coney Island, a beautiful poster, someone in someone's office, Coney Island in the 1950s, and it was a Sunday in Coney Island with the with the. With, with everybody, the ladies were had, had long dresses, long sleeves, ruffles along there. The men's, the men had. There was not. I looked through the picture of a crowd. It was a real picture. Nineteen, nineteen, no, nineteen fifty-one, Coney Island, famous picture. Right. Right. You don't. You have hats. You have everything. We don't have that. So nowadays we have. So listen to what, we're not scot-free. Listen to what he says. Listen to what the Peleoid says. It's not me saying this. The Peleoid is saying this. You know where we should go to? We should go to a Muslim country, he says this. He says, if we have a problem with Sneas, then we should go to a Muslim, because the Muslim, and it's true, the Muslims are all covered up. There's no, doesn't matter, but you're walking in the street, you're not in their houses. You're, you, have a, you have a place, a nice little place in Iran, and uh, you're not going to have, you might have other issues, but you're not going to have a problem with sneers. You want, and, and we were there. I, my, wife, my wife and I was in, that's true also, my wife and I was in, were, were in Dubai, and even Dubai, there are a lot of tourists that don't, aren't dressed uh, well, but all the, all the residents there are dressed very, very well, and, and the tour guide said that if you're caught in the market, you know, on sneers, with your, with even your, your sleeve showing, you get a fine. Well, other countries you get, you get, you know, they chop your hand off, whatever. But Dubai is uh, already uh, <laughs> more more forward country, and they give you a fine even now. So uh, he says that's he says, look, if there you find a place, obviously you know not Iran, but obviously a place that you can live, then that's a good place. You you can go there. Obviously, uh, you know, Eretz Israel is not you know not much better in certain places in Yushalayim, Meisharim, and that's it's fine. Um, 
Okay, so he says, because uh, it, it's not, it's very, very hard. Somebody, <coughs> he says, that lives there, lives in one of these places, and he only does it, and he has a choice. He could do it with his parnasa. He says two things are going to happen. Number one, he's not going to be matzliach. Right? He has a business, I have a business in uh, wherever I am, and uh, it's in, in. He says he's not going to be matzliach. And second of all, sometimes when there's a lot of arayas and a lot of znus, punishment comes to the city. Stoyim, right? We have a lot of places. In Eretz Yisrael, the, the, uh, it says the land spit out its Yerushim. It spit it out. It couldn't, can't take it. Eretz Yisrael couldn't take it. That's why it was so easy. We went to every city. We went to, we killed them all. There was a picherv, a bunch of, a bunch of slaves from Egypt. We, we killed everyone out. So, um, so he says that if a punishment comes to that place, right, and it gets nuked, okay, we're in the uh, 21st century, it gets nuked, and you're there, you're going you're gonna to be punished along with them because, not you, the person who stays there voluntarily is going to be punished with all of them. So it's very important to find a, a good or decent, the best, uh, best place to, to, to live. Um, and if we don't uh, do true, Hashem is going to send, and if we don't realize we're, we're, we're in Gullus, even wherever we are, then what happened is, by, by the story of Purim, the Gemara says that Haman did more than did all the 12 Nevi'im. There were 12 Nevi'im, right, that said all the different things, you got to do tshuva. It didn't work. The best mashkiach was Haman. Haman, everyone did tshuva, right? So the best mashkiach, we have to honor Haman in the next upcoming dinner. So he, he was the, perhaps, I was just thinking, that's maybe why, that's a lot, there is a pshat. That's why we say Baruch Haman. We have to switch it and on, on perm. We realize when we're drunk, we say, Haman, yes, Haman is great, it's Baruch. He, he, he helped us come back to Hashem. We, 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 we got to give him a lot of Hakar Satayim. He says, the Peliyad says, if we don't realize that it's a ghost, then he has to bring a, a Biden, I mean a Haman, onto oh. us. Uh, oh no, wipe that from the... Uh, yeah. uh, we have to bring that... Uh, we has, has to bring that up. And that's... Uh, now, he, he says an amazing, amazing thing. Listen to this. Listen to this amazing thing. You ever wondered? I always wondered. Yeah, okay. You know what? It's, it's not as stupid. It's not as stupid as he... Yeah. Right. Exactly, exactly. You have to pray for Biden because he is our, uh, he is our leader. Right. I don't know about that, but... That's true. If he dies, it's a lot worse. Okay, so uh, Lamaisa, Lamaisa, we do, we do daven for him. We do pray for Biden that he should have a, a healthy, healthy, long life until uh, at least uh, 2024. Um, okay, so um, the uh, he says an amazing thing. You ever wonder? I always wonder why are the why are the Nandris so busy with Jewish money? You ever wonder that? It's they're always so busy. The Jews. They, 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 they control everything. They're the biggest. They have their bankers. They have... They're jealous, right. So I always thought jealous. It goes more. I know it's true, but why are they so busy with it? They're not so busy with uh, a rich guy. A sort of Arabian, very good. We're not so busy with the, with the sheiks, chikas and... Uh, <laughs> Listen to this, Terrace. You're going to be blown away. The Teretz is very, very Pashat. He says, because they are Esav. Esav, who, who stole the Bukhara? Who stole the, the Brachas, rather? Yaakov, right? What do they say that still varies? 
So our money, our money, okay, but we sort of, we, we took it from under, and there's still, there's still a caveat that they can get, get it also. If we're not doing the right thing, they can still get it also. So they're still, they still have some rights to the money. So it's an age, all, it's an inherent, it's in their genes of a guy, it's in the genes of Adam, Esau, to fight for their money. They're claiming that money that you have, that you went to school, you worked hard, you plugged, you know, you you davened for it, you you had no. That's our money that we sat in. We we, we drank beers on, on on you know the whole day, and we won it. But doesn't matter that they 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 have a claim to it. That makes sense. Now we understand because because it's ace of this. It goes back to it. So therefore, it's very very important. Pelliyot says that we have to we're, we have to realize we're in goals. We have to lay low, and we can't. Flaunt it because it brings more sinners. There's two things. So he's talking, the whole Peliot, the whole chapter is talking about flaunting in front of Goyim. Obviously, we can't flaunt it in front of Yidna, our brothers either, because that's Ayin Hara. And that's another set of rules. But he's even talking, forget about it, you're living in, in, in Arkansas. You're the only Jew there, right? Only religious Jew. And you want to build yourself a gorgeous house. Don't do it. He says, build it simple on the outside. You want to make it beautiful on the inside? No problem. He says, but don't flaunt it because you're flaunting it. Is that they're fighting for that bracha uh, and that that and they're fighting for that yerusha. They're fighting for that wealth for the brachas. And the more you flaunt it, the more it is. He's, that there is a there is a synagogue in Newport, Rhode Island called the Turo Synagogue, the first synagogue. Anybody went to it? But anyway, that synagogue, yeah, right. They that synagogue looks like a plain house, right? It had, actually it has tall ceilings in there, but it, outside it looks like a two a, a two floor house. And you walk in there, and it's really nice. It's it's plain, but it, it, outside is really really plain. And it's the Spanish Jews that did it. And the Torah said that there's underneath the Aron Kodesh is a trap door, and that goes into a tunnel. They haven't opened it in a long time, but that still is there. And what happened was the Spanish Jews came from Spain, kicked out, and they said, "We're not stupid. We we know what can happen again." We're not making these big, humongous, fancy shuls. They made a plain, nondescript house shul in, in, in Newport, Rhode Island. And they kept the trap door that if they bound in, it does sounds funny. Yes, they bound in and they tried to kill us. We'll have, a, we'll have a place to, we'll close the doors, we'll have a place to escape. So um, they knew it, but somehow we're generations later... And uh, we sort of forgot it, right? But this is something that we shouldn't have to be reminded on, right? The, uh, the, the, the Jews of, of Germany and the Jews of the Holocaust area were reminded. They thought they were just like the Goyim. So this is, this is so, so important. The Kliyakar says that there's a Pasuk in Dvarim that says, uh, Go north. What does it north mean? He says, north doesn't mean... It says Safina also means means uh, there's another meaning for it. It means hidden. Safin Safin means to hide something. <coughs> it says if you're successful in Gauls, there's no greater jealousy. It, it arouses the the hatred of Asaf, and it's very very important to uh, remember that. And the main point is is that we shouldn't flaunt. And then we flaunt we flaunt in many other ways. He says many people. Oh yeah, it's amazing. He says many people that you live on one salary and you look like a double, triple, or hundred salary, right? How many people do you know like go and they buy these designer uh, clothing and belts and uh, 
you know, and, and they can't, they can't, they can't afford it. They just want people to say it must be nice, or T four. But um, they they worship it called. It's so many people. They really have to, you know. It's is it more by women? I don't think so. I think it's both. I think it's uh, people just have to live above their salary. Most people do not know how to put away uh, money and to live, you know, and, and, and to enjoy what they have. They have to live above, and this is something which, which is is against what we ha- what we're supposed to do. As a matter of fact, I heard a, a beautiful, beautiful shot on on havdalah, why we pour the havdalah, why it has to spill over, and. He says, or Lappin says in his book, he says that it spills over because we want to say, yes, we want to be successful. And that's why the Jews are rich, he says. Because the Havdalah, ca- the Havdalah cup is, is supposed to be when we're starting our work week and we're filling up our cup and we're getting ready, we spill more over, right? So most of the people have shot us, so we should have, that should be the only fashla, only thing that happens. But another shot is is that is that no is that we should fill we should have what we, we need have for ourselves and, for others. and for others very good we should have for ourselves and <coughs> keep on it working yeah <laughs> I just saw it it was very very nice very nice shot and and keep on working keep on working so we can be able to give out we should be able to, to share it very very nice shot so that's what that's the idea and the idea is that we have to remember. That we gotta lay low and we have to be in Gauls. And I want to share with you an amazing, amazing story from or a Pesach Kron who heard from Chaim Shmulevitz. And it's about Gauls. One of the worst times of, of Gauls, periods of Gauls, was naturally the Holocaust. And the Holocaust was a very, very stark reminder that we're, we're in Gauls. And we all thought that Mashiach would be coming right after the I mean, whoever experienced it, well, we're just waiting for it. But it wasn't the time yet. And it was a lesson. It was just, remember, remember we're, we're in Gullis. So, Rabbi Chaim Shmulev, there's somebody that wrote a Sefer. And he used to say this story right after Kiddush Levana, right before Kiddush Levana. And the author said, every time I heard this story, I heard it many times, because he, he, I, was, I, was I was learning by him. And every time I heard this story, I cried. This is an amazing story. He said that they, they asked a survivor of the war, they said, how is it possible? You, went this, you heard the story of this guy. How is it possible that you went from... You heard the story? How is it possible you went from camp to camp? You lost your family. You survived. How didn't you just give up? You were there for so many years through the, through the camps. How did you make it spiritual? How did you, you not go crazy? How did you survive? So he said, I'll tell you the truth. It's a good question. I only had one mitzvah. I had one mitzvah that helped me survive. And this was a monthly mitzvah, and the mitzvah happened to be Kiddush Levana. And what's so special about Kiddush Levana? First of all, no matter what they took from us, they took everything we had. They took our tzitzis, they deprived us of, of whatever we had. One mitzvah they could never take is the moon. That moon was shining there, and that moon, we, we all snuck out late at night, and we went to me, Kiddush Levana, he says, I, he says, I was the one, I knew it, Baruch Hashem, I knew every word. Of, of the Kiddush Levana, and I said it, and everybody repeated, and it was very, very special. He says, especially the words that, that revived us and made us go on, all of us, were the words as follows, is Ula Levana Amar, and to Levana, Hashem says, we say this every month, right, but we don't, we, right, Shetachadish, Ateres Teferis, 
And Hashem is saying to the Levana, to, He's saying, I, Levana I said, He's telling to Kaisra, to Levana I said, You should be Mechadish, you should renew your, your crown of glory. Why? Because, because, a terrorist of Ferris, um, because, umas abetan, because, you should, you should do it because they, umas abetan, which means the, the, the people from the betan, which is what? The people from the womb, which is Klai Yisrael, because you should, to Klai Yisrael, shehema sidim, lishadesh, kemaisan. Because you should, you should do it, because you, Levana, need to give a lesson to remind my children that they too, they will always be, be strong and they will always renew themselves. No matter how down and how bad they are, they will always renew themselves. To, to, uh, to praise their, their, their Hashem. So he said, that tefillah, that, that, and I look, we all looked at the moon, and we told them, you see, just like the moon, it waxes and wanes, right? <clears throat> or it wanes and waxes. Just like it's waning, it's going to wax. And so too we, and Klai Yisrael, <clears throat> will grow, will get bitter. We could be part of that Klai Yisrael that's always going to be around. We're going to have that, we're going to make it, we're going to do it. And every month, we were almost at the breaking point. And we went outside, and we had that beautiful experience, that beautiful tefillah. We were mechazik ourselves, and it lasts for, for, for another month. And indeed, by the way, the Bar Lacha says that um, if anybody that says Kiddush Levana is muftach, that they're going no harm, or not no harm, then they're, they're going to live. They'll survive till the next, that, the next, next month. So that's also, like, they, they had that, that, that promise of survival. So that, he says, was, that was a game changer. And that's why, so it's no wonder how they survived in their goals. And it's, it's no wonder how, why the Shulchan Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch actually says in Tav Pev of, I think, I, 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 didn't, I didn't write it down correctly, but I'll find it for you. And it says, it's in the Hilchus of Kiddush Levana. It says, Says You make a simcha after you finish rekudim. Dugmas simchas nesuin. How great! He says. Therefore, because of that message and because of that promise, you should after kiddush Havana, you should dance and make rekudim, sing and have simcha to the level. Of a chasana, when you're making a chasana, imagine your own chasana. Imagine making a chasana for a child, or or a best friend, or a sister, or a brother. Can you imagine that? He says that's the simcha you should have, and that's and that's why we dance. We should definitely all dance. I always try to dance, right? What do we say? Okay. So we should also all remember that next time we're down and, and, and even now that we're in Golis and by the way Gemara says all the service that we have is only because of Golis 
And we realize that we should look at the moon whenever we're really having a rough time in Golas. We look at the moon, have that, say that Kiddush Shemana, remember that it wanes and it waxes, it gets bigger, and that's the promise for us. We should always see as long as the moon shines and sparkles, we too, as Klai Yisrael, will shine and sparkle. Amen. Amen.